0: Welcome, everyone, to the Runaways Rundown podcast by Fantastic Geek, your official, unofficial voice of the Marvel Cinematic Community. My name is Matt, and joining me, as always, is Pete. Hello, Pete.
1: Hello, Matt. Hello, everybody. Here today to bring you a preview of Season 2 of Marvel's Runaways, dropping all at once on Hulu on Friday, December 21st. Pete, I know that,
0: of course, we had talked Runaways after New York Comic-Con, after we saw the Runaways panel at New York Comic-Con in the middle of the theater. We were about five rows back, great seats. Also saw the first episode, which, of course, we will not be spoiling here, just as we did not for the New York Comic-Con episode. But taking a little bit of a a wider view here as we anticipate Season 2, talking some character trajectories, things we'd like to see, and the sort.
1: Absolutely. So if you're looking for some hints on that first episode, go listen to that New York Comic-Con Runaways episode. Otherwise, Matt, what are you looking forward to for season two?
0: Well, so much of the kind of comic book TV and film genre lately or even things that spill outside out of it uh they do kind of origins you know even that recent robin hood movie that bombed terribly and looked awful uh it was uh in production it was titled robin hood origins because we need to show the backstory before we get there and we had that for runaways season one to a certain degree you know they weren't actually running away until the end proper and it was this process of exploration involving their powers and their relationships and things of that sort so now that all of that is settled i'm looking forward to seeing these characters as the fully formed runaways if you will kind of as those comic characters the powers in the know everything kind of a bit more understood i'm i'm interested to see how they approach the world knowing what they know
1: Absolutely. I think with enough of the promotional material out there, fans, viewers know we're going to get the Hostel as a major setting in season two. And I think the uh, showrunners have said it best, you know, we waited till the final episode to have the Runaways become the Runaways, the titular characters there and, you know, run away. So now as they've run away in season two, I look forward to seeing the dynamic that develops further amongst themselves without their parents in the mix full time. Of course, the the pride will continue to be a presence.
0: Something else, maybe a bit, uh, you know, with a bit less focus on story, something I'm looking forward to, the notion that we're going to get this entire season on December 21st that at december 21st of last year they had seven episodes out seven of the ten you know but it was not even the end of season one until january 9th and here we are less than a year later coming back with all those episodes dropping pete we've talked at length on some of our other podcasts about the shifting economics and the shifting uh quote-unquote ratings or viewership for marvel netflix here we have a a, a wee competitor in Hulu, but one that, you know, even before the, the Disney Fox deal closes, one that clearly is Marvel friendly, only going to get more so when all that financial stuff finishes. And one that in this release of all these episodes at once is presumably kind of taking on that next Netflix model in a way that uh, that the first season did not.
1: Yeah, and I think given some of the decisions that have been made by Netflix of late, I'm talking noticeably the cancellations of Iron Fist, Luke Cage, most recently Daredevil, Matter of Time on Jessica Jones and The Punisher. Uh, That's definitive at this point, even though those shows still have seasons to air and won't be canceled until – an appropriate point after they've aired, Um, you know, Hulu potential landing spot for those shows, those characters Um, runaways, something that could not in its current incarnation wind up on the Disney streamer. Uh, So I I think Hulu's hand has increased with those uh, fluctuations in the market
0: absolutely and i mean look it is technically against the law for the parties on the opposite sides of the disney fox merger to be talking and in, in uh in well to, to be talking in any sort of business capacity period that said you know hey let's go for a coffee and as we're walking around the corner maybe throw out the idea you know what the mouse would like to send out a trial balloon of if we could compare one season of something that's kind of Disney teen, Disney older than teen ish, what's that like if you drop it week by week versus if you drop it all at once, Hey, that's runaways. Oh man, I'm the head of Hulu. I just had a great idea all by myself. Let's try this out. You know, it's, it's, we'll see whether it works. I think for us in the not just podcasting, but, I've genuinely sensed that a fan community springs up clearer around a product, a TV product that is released week to week. Now that said, are we complaining at all that we're getting all these episodes at once? No. Let's kind of see what that fan buzz, and I'm just not talking selfishly, you know, oh, how are our podcast numbers going to do? But let's kind of see what that fan buzz is, you know, December 31st, January 5th, January 10th. Is this a show that kind of has that quick, Arch uh on the old graph there as people burn through the the thirteen episodes with enthusiasm, which has one positive, or is there gonna be a long tail here, a la Stranger Things, where it just kind of keeps building, 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 and is this discussion point for a month, six weeks, two months, etc.?
1: It's definitely not as popular or as large a viewership for this show as some of the others when you consider some of the outcry over the netflix cancellations daredevil in particular as as the og there for uh marvel netflix but i really believe matt maybe after agents of shield which is the original og is the mothership as we like to call it around fantastic geek headquarters i think runaways might be the second most passionate fan base
0: certainly we've seen that in some of the uh you know, well, some of the the two New York Comic-Con Runaways panels that there have been, there's definitely a subset of comic reader that loves these characters, loved them before it was a show, then you kind of put them in show form, and I think there's a familiarity, look, where I think you can say, oh, Iron Man is a real rascal. Like, I'm a rascal, even though I'm not super rich and don't have a super suit, the fact that these characters at their cores it takes us all back to high school high school years high school drama all of that and then you factor in you know parents just don't understand and some of that stuff that gets heightened in the comic book way that it does and with comic book language but at the end of the day it's kids who know better than their parents you know where this is john hughes this is 16 candles uh and, and things of that sort it's just you know with uh, special dark magic and glowing flying people <laughs>
1: And uh, prior to Cloak and Dagger having aired uh, late spring, uh, summer, this was the the first teen Marvel incarnation and the only one on the West Coast. So it's it's so very different than everything that had come before. Uh, It's different enough from Cloak and Dagger. And I, I don't think Cloak and Dagger was anywhere near as watched as that first season of runaways. I love the decision to do this all at once as well. Uh, both selfishly, uh, you know, I, I want to watch it right away for our podcast. I want to podcast it right away and get it out to our listeners. And the idea it's at a good time of year to be going through all of those at once. Well, Pete, that being the case, and since it
0: obviously is going to be released in that big chunk, uh, what will our release schedule be for Runaway Season 2?
1: It wouldn't be a launch day, Matt, if Fantastic Geek didn't come correct and bring you that very first episode, that very first day. You're not talking to a couple uh johnny Come lately's here you're talking to matt and pete so uh on friday december 21st we will launch with uh episode 201 that will be available a little later in the day okay and then from there on out we're gonna hold to our schedule of sundays wednesdays fridays uh, with some small variation around uh some other projects we're working on of course uh uh, we got Star Trek Discovery in the mix. There's a short trek, uh, the final short trek before we get season two, and uh, some other goodies we're going to bring you around the holidays.
0: So, I mean, I'm excited to be doing three a week, chugging through them at a nice pace, and uh, that should put us on pace to to finish things right around the time Star Trek Discovery is uh, is picking up steam there. So, it's it's funny, Pete. There's always this fear, I think, of us having too much at once i mean if there's a dry spell on the release calendar of marvel or star trek or whatever all right well we can talk about other things we can watch old thing or whatever it is we can certainly we can have the conversation with listeners about about what to talk about but there's this fear of like oh man is it going to be uh that punisher and jessica jones and this and that oh right around the holidays they all drop well We've been lucky it's just runaways here it's had a good time where we'll have some time to uh to crank through the recordings and there's not not a lot going on yet i hope they don't hope netflix doesn't hurt us by by dropping some of that stuff out of the blue but it's going to be really great to 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 rip through these episodes at the speed that we've done uh, some of the marvel netflix stuff because you really do get that more cohesive sense of the episode to episode story that uh, that does exist
1: I mean, part of me does lament the streaming model in that the studies have already proven the week to week episodes cement themselves more in your memory. I mean, Matt, you have literally experienced this yourself when you binged Game of Thrones to catch up to me.
0: Yes, and I mean I I love me some Game of Thrones. I'm totally on board with the show. Uh I'm <laughs> I've been in the middle of the second book for quite a long time in part because I'll go and read other stuff and I'll come back to it. Um which is not a slam against the book. It's just since I've seen the second season I, you know, it's not this kind of hunger, oh man what's going to happen next, but I mean literally there's whole there's whole sections of story where it's like, "Oh man, Pete, I can't believe" uh handsome young blacksmith guy there's a thing now uh who is that again you go oh yeah that's uh Gendry who in the first and second seasons blah 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 I'm like "I, I I don't really remember because that was 50 minutes experienced over you know I think my wife and I what was the math Pete we had done 50 episodes in 30 days or something like that so yeah experienced the the ride long term seeing that 50 episode arc but could I tell you the nuance of the carvings of the table at uh, <laughs> wherever uh, Grumpy Face Brother? See, Pete, it, it's, I'm in the middle of reading these books and I can't even remember. Is it Dragon End, Dragon Stone, whatever it is? Oh, he had a really cool table, I think. Uh, that's where the lady with the red hair was naked sometimes. I don't
1: know. Compare that to where you were in your life, particular life events, things that were going on when a particular episode of lost aired.
0: Yeah. And I mean, it's, I, I feel like I can chart, I can chart the, uh, the trip through my twenties and just in terms of how you are at the beginning versus how you're at the end. I mean, I can chart that through Lost. I mean, heck Pete, I can remember, I can go back and I remember details from, you know, whether it's he, man, Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles, things like that, where you really do get those, those one, that one episode a week. I mean, my goodness, Pete, seven year old me watching Star Trek Next Generation episode, I guess it's technically 103 or 102, I don't know how they number it, but The Naked Now, the first non pilot episode. And, you know, everybody's drunk on the space thing that made them all drunk. And I'm, they're all kind of making out in engineering. And it, literally, seven year old me is like, I guess that's where people go to kiss in this show. you know and and i had that episode to chew over for a week we recorded on the vcr i probably rewatched it had lots of questions about uh data being fully functional but we'll see here we'll see what the you know we'll see what it's like you know season run of one season one of runaways as opposed to season run of runaways um very very solid season i can't say that it was the most beloved season of television i've ever experienced or marvel tv but there was kind of a clear arc to it and there was a clear it was a very very well done season it'll be interesting to experience about the same number of episodes three more to experience that at drastically faster speed i mean i think you and i if if the wind is at our backs we might record a little bit ahead of the release schedule so potentially it could be what i gotta look at my calendar here you know potentially it might be. You know, in three weeks, in in, in in maybe in 20 days, we do 13 episodes versus 20 days of season one could have been, you know, two episodes. Could have been, you know, I know the first, you know, the first uh, week for Runaways, first day for Runaways had, what, three episodes, something like that. But, I mean, you know what I'm saying, is, is to go through it at this different speed, it'll be interesting.
1: It will. And I think of anything... You know, and I know I mentioned this when we did New York Comic Con, um, it dawned on me as we were watching the season two premiere how much I enjoy this show, comparatively speaking, amongst all the other shows that we podcast. And then the thing I think that works the best of uh, season one and this first episode we've seen of season two is how well they write realistic young people. And I say that as you and I both work with young people, me working with kids a little closer to the age of our runaways. Yeah. It feels
0: authentic and it has that authentic foundation upon which, you know, not just the kid interaction and the kid dialogue, but also their views of parents and things of that sort. And then on top of that, you build all this ridiculous stuff with superpowers and secret groups and, guys that don't age and kind of all of that which i'm not being critical of i'm just saying it's all increasingly mm-hmm. ridiculous because it moves away from our reality but it's grounded because you know i remember saying you know what mom you're really mean and slamming the door and they're going through that too it's just uh, their parents are trying to kill them because of the pride etc
1: I I look back at the teen TV that I watched, like a Beverly Hills 90210 or something like that, and I, I feel like there's a, a template this show has built upon, and obviously, advancing. You know, remember the real, real controversial storylines there. Matt Brenda gets drunk and gets arrested, or you know, some of the stuff with Dylan. And here on this show, you know, we have uh, the romance between Nico and Carolina, something that, uh, you know, we we got bits of throughout the season and then really towards the conclusion and something I'm looking forward uh, to how they continue and move forward.
0: Yeah, I think that it's. It's an important, uh, it's obviously an important perspective to share. Obviously, it carries over an important aspect from the comics. And I I think, too, to a certain degree, it's part of what can separate this show out from some of its other Marvel brethren. That's not to say that the other areas, the other shows are necessarily lacking, but Daredevil with its roots in the 60s or, or things of that sort it's just a little let you know it's kind of not it's not something that's baked into daredevil to have a same-sex relationship whereas it is baked into this comic series because it's that much newer so you kind of get you get that change of perspective which is always appreciated
1: absolutely the one thing we talked about from that second episode and i hope it holds true as well for the rest of the season Was the level of the special effects, not only with uh, the dinosaur old lace, but with some of the other effects Uh, could just be the premiere like, hey, we're going to go all out for this. And then, you know, in episode two, oh, look, it's the prosthetic dinosaur head. But um, to, to hype listeners here for at least that premiere, they up their game significantly
0: yeah i i mean it's it's a mystery to all of us what are the exact finances of this show relative to uh to marvel netflix relative to stuff on abc and all of that um there's probably a certain level where because this is the first marvel hulu collaboration there might be a little sense of throwing a little extra money in there as you speculate this new mine of is this the future is this more similar to broadcast etc etc but once that money is spent it goes up on screen and it's going to stay there for you know however long all this stuff stays streaming until it's all converted to hollow chips that go in our brain and we get to run and laugh and play with the characters in the near future or the distant future or whatever but it's it's welcome to see that what I will assume is maybe an infusion of cash or maybe a way to say, okay, we know, we know what worked. We know what didn't from the first season. Um, What we want is more CG dinosaur and more great CG dinosaur.
1: And I think too, another thing I really enjoy on top of how believable and realistic the young people are is that they don't make the parents one dimensional, that there's not a bunch of, you know, mustache twirling, Parents, ooh, aren't we evil, other parents? And then back to the kids. They they flesh them out in a way that is believable as well.
0: Yeah, and as we have said many times before, but it bears repeating each time, the the huge main cast of this show, um, I think in other hands, in hands other than that of uh of executive producers and uh, showrunners josh schwartz and stephanie savage it it, it could get out of hand it could be you know i don't know how to deal with them so let's make them mustache twirling or let's kill off some of them uh i mean in the adaptation process uh from the comic to the to the show they did get rid of uh one parenting pair that of molly's uh parents but other than that You know, this is as presented, at least in kind of in its basic form uh, in the comic. And yeah, you really get a sense of not only each of the parent characters, but also how they work as a pair, which I think probably helps because they spend time together as pairs. You kind of just say, oh, it's uh, it's it's Gert's parents and they kind of operate in in a certain way, certain category. But yeah, tons of characters here and tons of layers to all of them.
1: And even then, it's not as if we haven't gotten Molly's parents on the show and significantly at that. Um, I mean, turning comic books into TV, it's, it's still in its infancy, you know, the most notable example being The Walking Dead. And even there, you've got those differences. So I would argue, Matt, Runaway's slightly more, uh, you know, with the comic than that of what we've seen of the walking dead obviously you've stretched it out over nine seasons at this point
0: it is interesting how if at least for me as a viewer i feel like there's sometimes where a project whether it's an adaptation or not but but, but a you can sense in a final tv or film project whether this was a story that wanted to get told or not Uh, Last night I was watching the first half of uh, the Jurassic World sequel. And it's perfectly fine to sit there and have fun and eat some popcorn. But you kind of really get the sense that it's like they're straining to like, all right, we have to hit all these things up on the cork board. Now let's come up with a, a way, a story to knit it all together. Versus, say, the first Jurassic World film or to bring it back to Runaways. You really sense that these characters don't need a show to be acting the way they are you know there's kind of not that there's not that sense of oh no what uh, what terrible tragedy will hit the hospital in the hospital show this season for the mid-season finale will it be tornado will it be the massive car crash will it be poison bomb you know it's business as usual for them is all this craziness and it just it, it, it just works
1: Well, you know what else works, Matt, is the good people that go to Patreon.com slash FantasticGeek that help us work. Indeed, Pete. Think
0: of all of us, you and me and all the listeners. Pete, we are the runaways trying to stay one step ahead of those evil companies that charge us money to you know, uh, take our data and host it for forever and all time. So Maybe they're not that bad, Pete. But we stay one step ahead of the pride by uh, the support of our listeners, making sure that all our storage and bandwidth uh, costs are are helped along, particularly this time of year when some of that stuff does uh, go ding, ding, and the beast needs to get fed. At uh, you know, as the uh, as the clock turns twelve and as the calendar turns over to new year, so the support always appreciated.
1: So everybody who contributes gets access to exclusive podcast content, and then there are all sorts of tiers to pick from, Matt. So if you want to be at the pride level and get access to a uh, secret compound, you can uh, donate there or you can contribute at the base level. All up to you. Either way, you keep us on the run and going.
0: Well, Pete, the best way to go online is always free, and that's to talk to you on Twitter. How can people do so?
1: You can find me on Twitter at Peter, P-I-E-T-E-R J K D L R K E T E 10,233
0: followers. Can't be wrong. And while I'm personally on Twitter as Looking Back Lost, do be in touch with the podcast. Comment on FantasticGeek.com. Check us out on Twitter, Instagram, and Gmail where we are Fantastic Geek as well. But wait, Pete, there's more.
1: Facebook.com slash Fantastic Geek with a PH, all one word. Like it today. Now, I get it. I get it. It's not as popular with the young people. It's definitely the thing your parents are on. But you know what? Just like the runaways, everybody's got to grow up.
0: Well, Pete, I look forward to us talking more Runaways in, my goodness, less than two weeks. Yeah. That's going by really fast. So with that, Pete, I will say adios to all our listeners and give you the final word.
1: That is how you do it. (laughs)